Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. To go where too few have gone before. A production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw. I'm known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at the successalchemist.net, the webalchemist.net, and Empowered Manifestation. I'm still on Facebook and YouTube at the moment. Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, and on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. And today is the 13th of November, 2021, and the title of today's show is The Tide is Turning, Demons Abroad, Winning. And I um, just want to say before I start the show that I'm now in sunny Arizona. I uh, got down here a week last Thursday, but didn't get set up properly with my RV until Saturday afternoon, actually, which is why I couldn't do the show last week. So sorry to have missed you all last Saturday, but now I'm more or less set up and uh, back to normal. So here we are. And um, interesting things happening. The reason I say um, in the title, the tide is turning, is because... I spend a lot of time on Twitter and, you know, it's very a, a very good platform for gauging the, the kind of state of the Great Awakening, if you like. Now, I know Twitter, you know, is renowned for its censorship and including removing Trump and others. You know, many of the frontline doctors, those telling the truth about the covid situation and the vaccine situation have been deplatformed um but there's still a lot of people out there and what what has been encouraging to me and it's interesting because this is one of the topics i'm going to be covering today is the kyle rittenhouse trial and i've seen many tweets by people in fact there was one um, I haven't got it in front of me, but I can give you the gist of it. Apologising to Kyle Rittenhouse. And of course, um, Kyle Rittenhouse has been in the news a lot, been completely spun by um, the mainstream fake news. And he's been accused as a 17 year old boy, accused of being a white supremacist. He was um, in Kenosha at the time of the riots and was. Protect, trying to protect um, the community from these mostly peaceful rioters who were burning businesses and attacking people and everything else. And he had to shoot in self-defense, resulting in the death of two criminals and um, the wounding of another. And as I say, this particular person in the tweet said, I want to apologize to Kyle Rittenhouse because it's only today, and this is a couple of days ago, that I realised that the people that he shot were not black, they were white. And because he's been accused of um, white supremacy, 
people had assumed that these people were black. And of course, if they just watch CNN and this person did, then they're going to get all the spin and none of the truth. And it went on to say that, you know, I always used to watch CNN. Now that this has happened, I'm actually questioning everything. And this is what happens. It only takes one trigger for people to say, hang on a minute, what you've told me is completely false. So what else have you lied to me about? So this person is now digging down the rabbit hole and in the thread, you know, there were many others saying the same thing. You know, I used to be asleep, but now I'm awake. Now I've been red-pilled and now I'm going down the rabbit hole. And that is very encouraging. And also what is really starting to wake people up is the situation now with school some schools mandating this false vaccine this gene therapy to children 5 to 11 and i even read a report and i might have time to share it with you saying that i think it's the university of wisconsin is now testing the vaccine on babies i mean what parent would subject their child to an experimental gene therapy with all of the side effects and even the deaths um it just beggars belief but maybe it's another fauci um uh, experiment experimental uh, trial using orphan babies as he did with the aids uh, treatments so i wouldn't put anything past this devil incarnate i have to say and so we're actually seeing parents standing up against vaccine mandates and mask mandates and we're also seeing um multiple lawsuits being filed against um biden's vaccine mandates we're seeing uh employees stand up against it and refuse to go ahead with the vaccine and even if a, a company has um given an option of testing versus being vaccinated we know that the tests are damaging as well i mean they stick this swab so far up your nose it gets to the blood brain barrier potentially there are microchips on there there's ethylene oxide which is a cancer agent so personally not only would i not get this jab or shot i certainly would not subject myself to testing um i think i may have had covid last november not long after i arrived here last year and i had a a cough you know quite a bad cough and I was feeling pretty rough but I just used my usual approach of you know taking some white willow um, echinacea tea and hot toddies which my mum always swore by you know if you if she ever felt under the weather and she would have a whiskey hot toddy and I follow that same um, regime and it works a treat. <laughs> so, and I was over it in no time. I did lose my sense of smell. And this was the funny part. I'd bought some um, live mint herb. You know, you can get these little pots um, so that 
you're not getting the the pieces of of the herb you're actually getting it growing in just a little pot and I repotted it into a bigger pot so I could keep it going longer and this is when I was feeling under the weather and I'm rubbing the leaves and smelling and there's no smell of mint and I said, this mint is defective. It's not, it must be GMO. It's it's not smelling like it should do. And it was only later that I realized when I got over this and then could smell the mint that it was my sense of smell that had gone. It wasn't anything wrong with the mint. So I think that's quite a funny story, really. So, yeah, I think um, they've crossed the line in terms of going after the children there is more and more information coming out about deaths and injuries. Uh, Senator Johnson did another, like a town hall, where he had the, all these people who had been injured by the vaccine. And there's one really sad story about um, a man whose son had died after the vaccine. And he, in good faith, thought, you know, he believed the government that these are safe and effective and he'd taken the shot because he thought it was, you know, responsible and the right thing to do and he that uh, he um got his son vaccinated and within I think it was a couple of weeks his son was dead. And you know, it's tragic to see the impact of this. And they're still harping on about safe and effective and in fact there was an article again if I get time to cover this I will do but there's a Pfizer ad out there which is basically persuading kids that if they take the vaccine they'll become superheroes it, it just is criminal there's no other word for it and in fact the Pfizer CEO I think it was this week came out and said anybody who spreads vaccine misinformation is a criminal so you know with this the national school board accusing parents standing up against mask mandates and critical race theory being accused of being domestic terrorists and people who question the false narrative about safe and effective vaccines are criminals. You know, people aren't going to take this. They've had enough of it. And um, it it doesn't make any sense anymore. Because on the one hand, you've got them saying, you know, for the vaccine hesitant, you, you know, you're being selfish, you should take the vaccine. And then you've got the people that have been supposedly or so-called fully vaccinated are told that they're still at risk from the unvaccinated and um, they need to start taking boosters because obviously it's not protecting them. So you've got this uh, contradictory message out there, which, you know, anybody with any kind of uh, critical thinking or even basic common sense would see through it and say, hang on a minute, this doesn't make sense. So, you know, the whole narrative is falling apart. So <clears throat> let's start by looking at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. And we're at the point now where um, they're actually going to give the closing arguments on Monday 
and then obviously it'll be handed over to the jury um, to arrive at a verdict. But we've had a lot of controversy about this, and I have to say, the judge in this case is brilliant. We need more like him because the prosecution is an absolute disgrace, and I'm going to give you an example of that in just a second. Now, the trial has been going on um, for quite a few days now, and so um, there are lots of things that I could report on, but I don't have one overview. But this is an article from Epoch Times, which kind of gives you an, an idea of what's been going on with this prosecutor. Um, the title is Constitutional Violation, Rittenhouse Trial Judge Admonishes Prosecutor. And this was from November 10th. The judge presiding over Kyle Rittenhouse's murder trial twice on Wednesday admonished the top prosecutor in the case. Prosecutor Thomas Binger drew Kenosha County Judge Bruce Schroeder's ire, particularly when he ignored remarks the judge made just hours earlier. Schroeder first ordered the jury out of the room at the courthouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin, when Binger commented on how Rittenhouse had been silent since the shootings took place in August 2020. He's commenting on my client's right to remain silent, Mark Richards, Rittenhouse's lead attorney, said after the jury filed out. The problem is this is a grave constitutional violation for you to talk about the defendant's silence. You're right on the borderline and you may be over, but it better stop, the judge told Binger. About 20 minutes later, Schroeder again ordered the jury to leave. I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. Schroeder admonished Binger, visibly upset. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 or 50 years. I don't know what you're up to. Binger had brought up a piece of evidence that the judge ruled before the trial could not be referenced. The prosecutor, the prosecutor was trying to tie the evidence, a video showing Rittenhouse saying he wished he had a gun with him so he could start shooting at alleged shoplifters, to the shootings that happened about two weeks later in Kenosha. I said I denied it or I indicated a bias towards denial, held it open with a bias towards denial. Why would you think that that, that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury, the judge wondered. Binger apologised and said he may have misunderstood the judge's ruling. He felt the testimony that unfolded on Wednesday enabled him to bring up the video in front of the jury. The situation on August 10th, 2020 is identical to what is going on the night of August 25th, in the sense that the defendant was using this exact same weapon he was using it in a manner to try and protect property, Binger claimed. No, he wasn't, the judge quickly rejoined. Rittenhouse has said he would not shoot people to protect property, but he fired upon three men because they attacked him, including Joseph Rosenbaum, who a medical expert testified had his hand over the barrel of Rittenhouse's gun when he was shot. There's a lot of difference between commenting about something when you haven't got a gun and threatening someone when you do, the judge added later. Don't get brazen with me, he told the prosecutor at one point. 
Schroeder immediately rejected Binger's attempt to bring up the video and the jury filed back in. Rittenhouse took the stand for the first time on Wednesday. His defence team later said they would enter a motion for a mistrial with prejudice, which would prevent a retrial if granted. Prosecutors twice in one day commented on Mr Rittenhouse's right to remain silent. Corey Chirafizzi, one of the defendant's attorneys, said, I've probably got that pronunciation completely wrong, but never mind. And the people that had been closely watching the the how the trial unfolded with um you know the prosecution witnesses being hopeless <laughs> and not putting up any case that you know a murder uh, charge was justified they were all saying no 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 don't don't take the stand you know you're way ahead here you're going to win the case. You don't need to take the stand. So, um, but in any case, he did. But, you know, watching some of the clips from this trial, I was astonished that this prosecutor was asking really leading questions. Now, I'm no lawyer. I've watched Perry Mason and other TV programs. But he was saying, you went there with a, an intention to kill these people. Correct, correct? Now, I didn't think you could do that. You'd have to say, what was your intention when you um, went to Kenosha and when you were faced with these um, people? He wouldn't say attackers because he's denying that. But that's my understanding of what a questioning court should sound like. And I was surprised that... Um, Kyle Rittenhouse's defence wasn't objecting to a lot of these questions and he would repeat the same thing over and over and then he introduced this thing of well do you play these video games and you know is the point of the video game to shoot as many people as possible which is completely irrelevant and I have to say Kyle did answer these questions very well um, so kudos to him. But um, one of the witnesses was actually the person that was wounded in this attack on Kyle. His name is Gage Grosskreutz, the sole survivor shot by Kyle Rittenhouse. In court, in answering the defence questions um, about the gun that he had, um, he basically agreed that Kyle Rittenhouse had shot him when he pointed the gun at Kyle, which is clearly self-defense. And it was interesting because this, the second prosecutor, I'm not sure of his name, not Binger, but another one, put his head in his hands as if to say, oh, my God, you know, we've just, our, <laughs> our star witness has just shot the whole case down in flames, which was quite amusing. But then he goes on CNN, and this is um, an article from Not The Bee. And the title is, The media doesn't want you to know how bad the prosecution star witness was in the Rittenhouse case, so they gave him airtime on national TV to change his testimony. And this was uh, yesterday, the 12th. 
The Rittenhouse trial has been an absolute nightmare for the prosecution. We covered earlier how the testimony given by the star witness completely undermined the prosecution's entire case and how the media tried to cover this up. The prosecution's star witness against Carl Rittenhouse admitted he got shot after pulling a gun. Here's a roundup of the media's insane spin on that testimony. Let's take a stroll down memory lane as we enter into the media clown zone. Now here's the would-be murderer of Kyle Rittenhouse on Good Morning America with his lawyer literally giving a completely different testimony, undermining what he said in court under oath. And this was Good Morning America tweet. Exclusive. To me, he seemed like a child, more upset that he was caught and less upset about what he had done and the numerous lies that he affected. Gage Grosskreutz, the sole survivor shot by Kyle Rittenhouse, reacts to his testimony. I think he's referring to um, the fact that Kyle, you know, broke down in testifying. And um, it was revealed by his defence that he's actually suffering from PTSD, which is hardly surprising, and is, you know undergoing therapy and next to this um article in the sidebar it's saying um that a major corporation just openly mocked Kyle Rittenhouse for breaking down while reliving the worst trauma of his life this is the society we live in now that's another article and it was um Merriam Webster the dictionary company and, um, oh, LeBron came out and criticised him, said he was crying crocodile tears, and he's got a lot of pushback from that as well. So just continuing with the um, article. Right, so his lawyer calls Rittenhouse an active shooter, which is patently hilarious. But if you just watch this ABC interview instead of the actual testimony, you would think that Kyle Rittenhouse was the one doing the hunting. It's just absolutely patently false, and you'd expect nothing less from the mainstream media. He either lied on the stand or he's lying to ABC News. I would love to see a prosecutor charge him with perjury just so he has to release a statement stating he lied to GMA. And this is a tweet by Stephen L. Miller. Um, in response to that Good Morning America tweet. And Stephen Miller goes on to say, he gave an answer under oath on the stand the media didn't like, so instead of going with that testimony, they give him a second chance. It's pure malfeasance. It's inexcusable. This is absolutely correct. He either lied on the stand or he's lying to Michael Strahan. The media didn't like the real story, so they are giving Grosskutz a second chance at defining the narrative. Think about it. A criminal with a record who is currently facing several pending charges of his own was shot when he pulled a gun on a teenager and is now, checks notes, getting national airtime on ABC to explain why he is a victim. The media knows exactly what they're doing. No one in the corporate media will call Grosskreutz out on his dishonesty. They need Rittenhouse to be the villain and they will flat out lie to make it happen. The only court the left cares about is the court of public opinion. And that's the one they control. 
And it's interesting that um, there are, I think it's a National Guard being activated because what they're getting is, um, well, what they believe is there is a, if Rittenhouse is acquitted, they're basically going to be rioting again. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, that's their response to everything. There's also an element of comedy in this whole thing uh, uh, again. Um, media erupts over Rittenhouse judges' joke about Asian food and supply chain hold-ups. Um, this was put out this morning on Resist the Mainstream. The media lost their collective mind of a completely innocuous joke the judge overseeing the Kyle Rittenhouse case made about lunch coming late to the courthouse on Thursday. I hope the Asian food isn't coming, isn't on one of those boats from Long Beach Harbour, Judge Bruce Schroeder said. The joke could not be more harmless. All Judge Schroeder did was joke that the food, hopefully not, but possibly being held up by a supply chain delay. He also described the food the court orders as Asian. One would assume that was because the food they ordered was um, Asian, <laughs> but the media somehow found a way to make it offensive. Apparently, Judge Schroeder made the joke because the food was Asian. In very coded language, he was blaming the pandemic on all of Asia by noting of very real supply chain delays. The, in quotes, racist judge also just lucked out that the food that was ordered was Asian. Uh, judging Carl Rittenhouse trial makes inappropriate Asian food jokes. CNN ran a headline. I'm not going to go any more into that because it's so ridiculous about people getting offended. The other thing that happened, which was also amusing, is that his phone rang, his cell phone rang when he was in court. And it was uh, the MAGA tune as his ringtone. Um, I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> so that set off the leftists as well, which was hilarious. As I've said many times, it's like we're watching the theatre of the absurd here. In any case, we'll have to wait and see what happens on Monday, but this binger has become um, an absolute laughing stock, and people are wondering how on earth he ended up, you know, defending this, uh, prosecuting this case. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what the closing arguments are on Monday, so... Looking forward to that, I must say. The next thing I want to cover is this really strange, and strange is probably the wrong word for it, actually, this uh, Travis Scott show um, at Astro World, at which eight people died originally. I saw, I think, a headline today that said the, a ninth person has died. Um, Vigilant Citizen has an article. Um, this was published six days ago on the 7th. The title is Something Extremely Dark Happened at Travis Scott's Deadly Astro World Festival. And this relates to what I put in the um, title of the show, Demons Abroad. Travis Scott's Astro World Festival ended up killing at least eight people. However, the show never stopped. Quite to the contrary, it was a crescendo of dark imagery, which was described by some as knocking on the gates of hell. 
Here's a look at the insanity that was Astro World 2021. And there's an update made on the 11th after claiming that a security guard was injected with a needle during the festival. The Houston police chief has stated that no one injected drugs into him. The article goes on. Reports emerging from the Astro World Festival, which took place in Houston on November the 5th, are horrifying. Travis Scott's concert, described as dark and hellish by people present, was the site of at least eight deaths and countless injuries. Throughout the entire time, and despite pleas from the public, the show never stopped. As Travis performed in front of a background that was described by some as the gates of hell, lifeless bodies were being carried away by security. Soon after the concert, social media was flooded with accounts by concertgoers who felt a dark energy throughout the event which prompted many to declare that the entire thing was a satanic ritual sacrifice. And just to say, of course, mainstream media is is completely poo-pooing all this and saying, oh, it's the conspiracy theorists again. <clears throat> These suspicions were only amplified when reports emerged that several people in the crowd and at least one security guard were pricked by a needle. Not only did these people get injected with an unknown drug, but these assaults prompted panic in the crowd, which led to people fainting and getting trampled. Here's a look at the insanity that was Astro World 2021. Eerie promotion. Over four years ago, I published the article How Travis Scott Got Recruited by the Industry, where I explained how the symbolism surrounding him changed drastically after he got involved with the Kardashians. Since then, things only got darker and more satanic. Weird fact, the festival took place on Kris Jenner's 66th birthday. And of course, um, Travis's girlfriend is Kylie Jenner. Um, I think she's expecting his second child. Anyway, I'll give another commentary about that when I finish the article. Fast forward to a couple of days before the Astro World Festival 2021, Scott releases the song Escape Plan. This is the top comment on YouTube from somebody called Dam. This seems like some dark irony after a bunch of people couldn't escape his festival and died. Indeed, those who died at Astro World literally could not escape it. This is the art that accompanied the song. Um, and it says, spoofing the Weekly World News infamous Batboy cover, Scott's art contains the eerie words, the true dystopia is here. And when the end arrives, it's really the beginning. The promotion surrounding the Astro World Festival is all about death and portals. People are being sucked into, in quotes, another universe under the watchful eye of the occult elite. Sadly, this is exactly what happened at the actual festival. And it's got the poster that says, open your eyes to a whole new universe, live in Houston, Texas. The image promoting the event is similarly eerie. The eyes of the elite watching over this epicentre of dark vibrational energy that was the Astro World Festival. As you'll see, there was really dark vibrational energy going on at that festival. The Astro World Festival took place on November 5th, 
which is a few days after Samhain, the ancient festival of death and sacrifice. I think that's um, Halloween as well. The week around November 1st is known to be the time of year when the veil between this world and the underworld is the thinnest. In occult circles, Samhain is still observed and it is celebrated with animal and human sacrifice. And it's got an extract from this satanic um, calendar of events and the rituals and, and sacrifices and everything. A screenshot from the satanic cult awareness document found on the Office of Justice Programme's website. It describes the occult activities happening around Samhain. In this article about Samhain, a druid states, Samhain is a time when the doorway to the other world is open and we can commune with the dead, a time of divination. Appropriately enough, everything about Astral World is all about a doorway to another world. The show began with a fiery hellish mountain inside which a giant eyeball gazes at the public. And this is not the article, it may say it later on, I can't remember now. But um, there are eight flames shooting up on the stage, which people have noted happens to equal the number of people that died that night. The other thing is, um, the entrance to the festival was a skull of Travis Scott with the open mouth being the entrance to the festival, to the concert. And it's like walking through the mouth of hell. So all of this symbolism is really um, dark. Um, and it continues, and it's got the images in here. Through, throughout the show, that hole in the mountain turns into a spirally portal. Inside that portal was sometimes written, see you on the other side, eerie. Travis Scott was wearing a shirt depicting a person entering a portal and emerging transformed. And the, shell, the stage itself is an inverted cross leading to a portal to hell. It didn't take long before the show turned into chaos as crowd movement caused people to faint and get trampled. And it's got an image of a police vehicle transporting a dead or injured person attempts to leave the venue. Although fainting is not uncommon during these events, Astro World turned into carnage. As more people got hurt, people requested for the show to stop, but it never did. In this disturbing video, people attempt to get the attention of festival staff, yelling stop the show because someone is dying to no avail. The stuff and Travis are sick, uh, a tweet from Barb status and it's got a short video and the video is of two of the audience who have climbed up onto the stage and are pleading with one of the I think it's a cameraman to stop the show and basically get ignored get sent away and then it goes on in this other disturbing video a possible dead body is being carried out as Travis Scott looks over and sings eerily and this is from a tweet from linda travis is really singing meanwhile looking at a dead body what tf and there have been people that said that at the point of all this happening 
who was up on this platform high above the crowd and just singing, if you can call it that, the word death. Now that in itself is really eerie. Amidst this mayhem, people in the crowd got injected with an unknown substance using a needle, including a security guard who got pricked in the neck. Obviously, they've changed that now. The Houston Police Department's chief, Troy Finner, just confirmed what we'd been told, namely that at least one person had been injected with something via needle and there well may have been more. Chief Finner said a security guard working the event felt a prick in his neck by an unknown assailant while he was trying to restrain a citizen, and he quickly fell unconscious. Finner says the guard was revived by use of Narcan and that medical personnel did indeed see something on his neck that indicated he'd been stabbed with a syringe. Makes you wonder why they changed that story. Finner also said that some people had been trampled, so it appears there was a mix of reasons why people were injured, stroke passing out, and perhaps why some died. The total number of people who passed away remains at eight, and autopsies are underway to determine the causes of death for each. What many will be looking for here is whether there's any evidence to suggest the eight people who died thus far might have been triggered into cardiac arrest by an outside influence or a third party, namely a would-be culprit who is allegedly going around and injecting folks with a syringe. And that's from TMZ, Astro World Security Pricked in Neck. At one point, people were actually chanting, Stop the show, but the show never stopped. In fact, it was a crescendo of hellish, occult, elite imagery. At one point, the mountain was filled with creepy eyes watching over as people were literally dying. Towards the end of the show, giant hands appeared over the portal. That's not right. Lots of Travis Scott fans left the show traumatised and utterly convinced that they've witnessed something demonic. Here is an account from a fan who attended the show and witnessed several unconscious or dead people. He also mentions the fact that people in the VIP section, which contained celebrities and people who paid thousands of dollars for a ticket, were witnessing the mayhem in complete safety and did not want to see injured people in their section. That's some Squid Game VIP type stuff. In conclusion, everything surrounding Astro World 2021 was dark, eerie, and the foreboding was just disturbing to the core. Accounts from people who experienced the show live mention weird vibrations that could be heard throughout. Throughout the show, a loud, unsettling synth kept playing over Scott's songs which gave a chilling horror movie quality to the performance. In short, the fact that the last moments of at least eight people took place in this nightmarish setting in front of a literal portal to hell is a thought that is difficult to fathom. However, this is exactly the type of energy sick, occult-minded individuals seek to generate and harness through mega-rituals. Was this show purposely manufactured to turn into a human sacrifice event during the Samhain week? Difficult to say. However, one thing is for sure. When everything is done to make an event as dark and demonic as possible, dark and demonic things happen. Don't get sucked into that portal. Um, the other thing is that there are so many photographs of Travis Scott using Illuminati symbols like 
you know, the hand over one eye. And um, also his girlfriend, Kylie Jenner, I saw a photograph of her naked, covered in blood. And that speaks volumes. Um, so nasty, nasty piece of work. Gateway Pundit also pub published an article about it on November the 8th. It was demonic. Astro World concert goers claim show that killed eight people was like a satanic ritual. And the top image shows this um, skull of Travis Scott with the mouth open and the people using that to enter into Astro World. The Astro World concert, where eight people died and over 300 other concert girls were injured during rapper Travis Scott's performance, was like a satanic ritual, attendees of the concert claim. Scott watched his fans fall to the ground as paramedics tried to resuscitate them during his performance on Friday, but the show did not stop. Um, a tweet by ANJ, oh my God, what is wrong with him? Instead, it came to a crescendo with displays of dark imagery as Scott played for another 30 minutes. It was demonic. An Astro World attendee warned in a video he published after leaving the concert. And it's got a video of um, a fan that details his disturbing experience at the Astro World Festival. It just felt like we were li like literally like in effing hell, bro. It felt like we were in a concert in hell. You couldn't breathe, you couldn't see. Just imagine all the people they're going to find tonight who were in that crowd, who nobody could see, who nobody could hear, who passed out. And everyone was just trampling on top of them in the whole effing concert, he said. It was so many bodies who were laid out. People were getting pulled out who was fainted. The managers were trying to give them CPR and they were flipping them over and they were literally turning black and blue. I've never seen death in my effing life, bro, he continued. That was demonic shit. What was so crazy, people were screaming help, trying to tell Travis Scott. The whole crowd was going, help, help, and he just kept going, bro. It was scary. It was so demonic. Scott is seen in video watching paramedics carry out a member who died in his audience as he continued to sing, but he claimed on Sunday that he would have stopped the show if he was aware people were in danger. My fans really mean the world to me and I always just really want to leave them with a positive experience, Scott said in a statement on Twitter as he shuts his eyes and profusely rubs his forehead. Any time I can make out anything that's going on, I would stop the show and, you know, help them get the help they need. I could just never just imagine the severity of the situation. Um, Rasta Red Pill tweets, Travis Scott speaks on last night's tragedy at Astroworld and what many are now calling a satanic ritual. The rapper, whose real name is Jacques Bermond Webster, is now facing lawsuits filled by concert goers who were injured in the crowd. Scott kicked off the show standing in front of a fiery hellish mountain and a giant eyeball that gazed at the public. And it's going through um, showing the same kind of images as in the previous article. Some in the crowd began climbing to the stage, pleading for the performance to stop as they watched those around them faint. But it never did. Scott's performance concluded with giant hands wrapping around the portal. Um... 
And it goes on to talk about people being um, jabbed with a needle. Um, bodies of the eight people who were killed were undergoing autopsies to determine the causes of death. And I believe it came out that they were heart attacks. And these are all young people. How many young people would have heart attacks? The, the other speculation is that <clears throat> if these people were vaccinated and we know that the vaccine is full of nanoparticles and graphene oxide and everything else, could it have been a combination of um, the vaccine and perhaps um, a frequency, a 5G EMF radiation combined with the vaccine? And I know Nancy, the producer of the show, of course, She's talked about how 5G can suck the oxygen out of the air. This was why we saw people in Wuhan just falling down dead on the street because there was a major rollout of 5G in Wuhan at the time of the so-called uh, pandemic. So it begs the question, you know, what actually happened to these people? Why were they fainting? I did watch a couple of videos by a lady from London who is a... Um, a psychic and she her theory is that the ritual sacrifice was to um, protect the Kylie Jenner's second pregnancy so don't know if that's true obviously but that's what she was saying and she was also saying that there was a very dark entity uh, over that stage as well so will we ever know what really happened i don't know but certainly it's enough to give you the creeps and we know the you know how many performers how many entertainers how many of the hollywood crew are into this satanic uh, worship so nothing surprises me anymore I'm going to quickly cover a few other hot topics that have happened in the last week. Um, <clears throat> Lawless FBI raids Project Veritas and James O'Keefe's home last week, then leaks private documents to New York Times this week, and this is published on the 11th. And the story behind this is related to the Ashley Biden diary. And we saw this diary, I think probably... November last year or even before then when um, Hunter Biden's laptop was um, let's say revealed <laughs> and we saw the things that she was written, writing in the diary about inappropriate showers with her father who of course is Joe Biden, this is Hunter's sister and believes that she was traumatised and it appears that James O'Keefe um, was given this diary the mainstream media is basically saying that it was stolen, but the person who handed it over to O'Keefe claimed that it was left in a hotel room that they occupied um, after Ashley Biden had stayed there. So this is, um, you know, people are up in arms because these FBI agents are obviously working on behalf of the Biden administration, the Department of Justice, to keep this uh, information from the public. But the very fact, the thing is, James O'Keefe didn't publish it because he couldn't validate 
whether it was genuine or not. So um, it was never put out in the media by O'Keefe. So let me just carry on with this. On Friday, the FBI conducted a raid of two New York addresses of people connected to Project Veritas as part of an investigation on how Ashley Biden's diary was made public shortly before the 2020 election. Um, Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe's home was also raided by FBI agents as part of this investigation. The FBI carried out search warrants in New York as part of a Justice Department investigation into how pages from Ashley Biden's journal came to be published by a right-wing website, New York Times reported. Interestingly, the New York Times was likely notified of the raid by the Stasi FBI. An hour after the raid was conducted, the New York Times contacted one of the reporters to ask for comment on this confidential investigation. The New York Times was the first to break the story. They even reached out for comment after his home was raided at 6am. In October 2020, Ashley Biden contacted the feds and reported several items were stolen in a burglary, including her diary. Project Veritas never published pages of Ashley Biden's diary. However, another conservative site did. O'Keefe said the FBI took materials of current and former Veritas journalists, despite the fact that our legal team previously contacted the Department of Justice and voluntarily conveyed unassailable facts that demonstrate Project Veritas's lack of involvement in criminal activity and or criminal intent. Like any reporter, we regularly deal with the receipt of source information and take steps to verify its authenticity, legality and newsworthiness. Our efforts were the stuff of responsible ethical journalism and we are in no doubt that Project Veritas acted properly at each and every step. O'Keefe put himself at great risk when he released a statement on the investigation of PV Project Veritas journalists. The FBI raided his home the very next day. Now tonight, five days after the FBI raided his home, the New York Times released a new report on James O'Keefe with several private documents from Project Veritas. It took Chris Ray's FBI less than a week to leak O'Keefe's O'Keefe's documents to their cohorts at the New York Times. And um, the New York Times released a breaking report on James O'Keefe and Project Veritas on Thursday night. They admit in their report that they received, and that a sentence isn't completed in the article, hours after FBI agents searched the homes of two, project, two former Project Veritas operatives last week, James O'Keefe, the leader of the conservative group, took to YouTube to defend its work as the stuff of, of responsible ethical journalism. And the article goes on to say, in the raid, the FBI took his phones, which had confidential donor and source information. And this was part of what was um, leaked to the New York Times and published. And it was mainly to do with... Com communication between O'Keefe and lawyers to get them to validate the work that they were doing to make sure that they weren't violating the law. So it's hardly something to be criticised about because, well, of course, it's the pot calling the kettle black because the New York Times and the other fake news media are always breaking the law. So 
uh, more projection. But um, it just goes to show that this collusion between the FBI and the fake news media is just unbelievable. Now, there has been a lot more going on. People are asking what's happened to Newsom and Saki because they haven't been seen for 11 days. Jen Saki supposedly came down with COVID-19. Newsom had a booster and people were speculating if he had Guillain-Barre syndrome after it. Uh, he didn't attend the uh, climate conference in Scotland, which was interesting. We've also had the Danchenko indictment from Durham and more indictments are on the way. They're looking, going to be looking into the FBI and there's a mention in there of Jake Sullivan who was part of the um, advisors for Hillary Clinton during the 2016 election campaign. Um, we've got law, multiple lawsuits against Biden's vaccine mandates. We've got Pennsylvania winning against um, the school mask mandates. Um, same with the Florida school board um, as a case one against them mandating masks after a young eight-year-old violated the mask rules thirty-eight times. She was actually she actually appeared with uh, DeSantis. Um, good for her standing up against tyranny. And let me see. Going back to the subject of satanic um, sacrifice rituals, this is what the doctors in the know are saying, that this whole vaccine mandate and program is literally a major satanic sacrificial ritual. And now, of course, they're going against the 5 to 11-year-olds. They're starting the baby trials as I mentioned at the beginning. It is just horrific. I'm going to end with um, an email update from James Gilliland of ISETI, Enlightened Contact with Extraterrestrial Intelligence, How to Navigate and Survive the Days to Come. By now, anyone in their right mind has realised the pandemic was nothing more than a plan by the global elite and the CCP Communist China Party to take down America, followed by the rest of the world. America has always been in the way of their plans for world dominance. Socialism and communism have always been the preferred government of tyranny. Why? Because when you centralise all the power and wealth into the hands of a few, in this case narcissistic billionaire eugenicists, it is easy to control the masses. This includes global warming, carbon credits, benefiting and giving control to the very same people creating the problem. The same people suppress clean, fuelless energy, safe, inexpensive, natural cures, frequency medicine, med beds, anti and counter gravity, all of which, if allowed, would create a quantum leap in evolution, global peace and prosperity. The first step in world dominance is to disarm the masses, then create a plague, a war followed by generating as much fear as possible through the media mainstream and social media, followed by offering a solution to the very problem you created. It's called the Hegelian dialectic, problem-reaction-solution. That is how you control the masses. It also helps to own the fact-checkers. Factchecker.org owns $1.8 billion of stock in Johnson & Johnson. It was said by Bush Senior that if they knew what we did, they would hang us from the closest tree. 
In other words, they fear the masses waking up, realising what the war and disease profiteers did and hold them accountable. In their minds, the people are the enemy and they have declared biological, cyber, economic and physical war on the people. Let that sink in. This is why they do beyond despicable things most people cannot wrap their head around. Fluoride in the water, carcinogens in the food, gas and food shortages, chemtrails, psychotronic warfare with 5G. Now the vaccines, which are experimental gene therapies in a witch's brew of toxins, carcinogens, parasites, along with an operating system that can be externally controlled, all of which is putting those who got the jab on a timer. Anyone look at the ingredients before you took yourself and your family down to get the jab so you can virtual signal while going to sporting events, bars and restaurants you've always had the right to do. Maybe want to read your constitution. Neither the president or Congress can make a law that goes against the constitution and voids your God-given rights. Your right to choose your medical treatments, your right to travel unrestricted, your freedom of speech, right to make a living, etc. The next homework lesson is to look up the meaning of a mandate. Mandates are not laws, only strong suggestions. Those mandated have to agree upon. Do not comply and do it en masse. One more homework lesson is know the Nuremberg Code. You cannot coerce or force any medical procedure. Did you know billions have been spent with bonuses and penalties to enforce the lockdowns, mask and vaccine mandates? From politicians to governors right down to your school boards. Many politicians are major stockholders in the vaccine companies. It is called collusion, conflict of interest or bribes for the, la for the layman. None of this has anything to do with the public's health and well-being and it is all illegal. If you have not figured it out yet, it has to do with vaccine companies making billions and the global elite's population control programs. Billionaire eugenicists have made it very clear they want 80 to 90% of the people dead, gone, off the planet. Bill Gates, who is from a long line of eugenicists, said vaccines will solve the overpopulation problem. In the global elite's doctrine, they spell it out. We will create a virus, we will generate fear through the media, the cure will be deadly and the ignorant will march themselves and their families to the slaughterhouse. Their depopulation goals are all written in stone, the Georgia Guidestones. Despite all this, there will be those in ignorance and denial that will march themselves and their families to the slaughterhouse and demand everyone else follow them, leading the way to their total enslavement and eventual demise. If you don't believe any of this, just look up the ingredients and it's got a link to um, where you can see what the vaccine ingredients are. Want to end this? Follow the money and hold those at the top accountable. Those enforcing the lockdowns, mask and vaccine mandates are committing treason. They are either in ignorance or willingly carrying out the global elite and CCP plans to take down America. They are in violation of the Constitution and the Nuremberg Codes. The plagues will never end until you stop the plague makers. The solution now is to stop any further damage by stopping the vaccines. Hold those accountable for the damage and use their profits to create clinics globally to clear these toxins out of the body with a myriad of procedures. The protocols are given here. 
and he's put links into the frontline frontline doctors america's frontline doctors 5.com and dr ardis i haven't heard of him there's a link to his show now um knowledge is power so please don't get uh, overwhelmed by this information because what we are seeing as i said at the beginning you know the tide is turning. We are in the Great Awakening. More and more people are standing up. More and more people are getting involved locally in their school boards and running for office. And the rhinos and the Democrats are getting voted out. Um, more of the election fraud is coming to light. More of the information about the adverse reactions and deaths. There's a great long list of uh, athletes who have succumbed either to serious side effects or even death. And that is unprecedented. So people are becoming more and more aware. So let us focus on the outcome that we want. We want this whole shit show taken down and we want the whole thing to be replaced with love, joy, peace and abundance. That's my mantra. LJPA, love, joy, peace and abundance. So that's all I've got time for this week. Hope you found the show interesting, maybe not enjoyable. I don't know. Um, but thank you for listening. And I hope you'll join me for another Cosmic Creating show next week. And just to remind you, you can find me at the successalchemist.net, the webalchemist.net and empoweredmanifestation.com. And thank you, of course, to Nancy for producing. So Stay well, be safe, and bye for now. A production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Live long and prosper.